Hi, I'm Helen Joy Butler, and this is Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality, a weekly podcast series where we talk about sanctuary, spirituality, and everything in between. As a sanctuary creator and elemental space clearer, I help people create sanctuary in their homes and lives in practical, emotional, and spiritual ways. In this podcast, we will be talking about sanctuary, spirituality, alignment, intention, and much more, all in the hope of supporting you on your own sanctuary and spiritual journey. I invite you to take time to pause, to settle in with today's episode, and if it feels right, to spend time journaling your thoughts and learnings afterwards. Because it's when you embody these learnings that you will achieve greater alignment in all aspects of your life. So without further ado, let's dive in. These are really unprecedented times that we find ourselves in and I just find it amazing that even though the Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality podcast has only been out for a short while now, this is the second bonus episode for you to connect with and listen to. I was really blessed to be contacted by fellow Elemental Space Clearer and Feng Shui expert Darina Kors from Space Doula only a week or so ago actually. So Darina and I met through a beautiful mutual friend of ours and even though Darina's in America and I'm in Australia we connected and have been in touch for a number of years and so Darina reached out to me after listening to the podcast and following my work but also because she felt that now was a time more than ever that we needed to have this conversation around sanctuary, that we needed to really dive in a little bit more deeply to see how it's impacting us in these times of coronavirus and times of uncertainty. All you need to do is walk out your front door or go to your shopping centre or turn the television on and know that there's some very unsanctuary-like behaviour going on out there. So Drina and I caught up for about an hour and had a beautiful conversation to dive more deeply into sanctuary, whether the definition of it has actually changed now, the importance of heart and home and connection and when we even talk about weeding the garden and changing laundry rooms. So it's a very diverse conversation, but one which both of us hope will bring you back to centre particularly if you're starting to feel or have been feeling a little bit off kilter with the energetic vibes floating around the world at the moment. So please settle in, take care and enjoy this episode. What I'm wondering is how has the definition of sanctuary changed? You know, given, and it's interesting for the first time in my life. So I've Um, I live in North Carolina, so we're far enough from the beach, but hurricanes, you know, we get the, the frenetic 
um, energy that comes up when a hurricane's coming about being prepared, you know, so with people rushing to the stores and, or whether there's a, an ice storm coming, you know, we all run around looking to be prepared or I used to live up in the Northeast, you know, and around 9-11 and like when any of these things have happened, I've always had the thought like, or, or even politics, right? There's, you know, we've all, within our family we're like we'll just go to Europe you know when things are like too untenable here we're just going to escape and go to you know we're just going to go live in Germany is or you know wherever that is and for the mm -hmm. first time in my life I'm realizing there's no place else to go mm -hmm. you know it's this is like a quieting of of everything and so has that definition of sanctuary changed or is it still the same Yes, such a great question. Um, as soon as you said that with there's nowhere else to go, what I instinctively, intuitively know is that we go back home to ourselves. Yes. So I talk a lot about sanctuary from an internal and external perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if things are normal in our world or our lives, we can create sanctuary externally. So we could do that in our home, you know, through the beautiful work that both of us do. Mm -hmm. um, we can create that in our body externally, or we can create that in our lives externally. And then that has this flow and effect, flow and effect internally, obviously, because that helps shift us energetically internally. But when things are on, on the crazy, on the outside, I really see this as an invitation for us to come back to our truth, to our centre. And I really do think that it's shifted what sanctuary means. It doesn't mean we ignore the external, but what it means is if we look at good old Pareto's law, you know, 80-20, mm -hmm. we might externally have focused 80% of our energies into creating sanctuary externally in our home, in our bodies and in our lives. But let's flip this now and go, okay, 80% of my energy is going to be creating sanctuary in my body. What are going to be the benefits of that? <laughs> well, I'm going to be calmer, I'm going to be more grounded. I'm actually going to be in much more of a relaxed state. And from a relaxed state, I can actually then think clearly or have more clarity around the decisions I need to make. But then at the same time, I can show up for the people in my life, whether that's a partner or children or work colleagues, you know, if I'm working from home, mm -hmm. um, in a way that I will actually be really proud of once we get through this. Because I think in times of stress and chaos and concern for our own health or the health of our loved ones, we can really externalise things and that's going to block us off from what sanctuary means so i really think this is an invitation to come back to what is it important what's important to me what can i do energetically to bring me into center to then benefit other people so, so swung the sanctuary pendulum the other way if you like yeah i love that and one of the things i always talk about and muse about a lot is the um, chicken and egg, you know, which comes first. And so when I'm thinking about my work and when I'm thinking about messaging, I'm, I'm always like, okay, do I come from it from the perspective of we shift our external and that's going to shift our internal or do we come, do I come from the expense, the perspective of 
things are chaotic internally, so let's acknowledge it there and then shift to the external. So it's it's this which comes first, right? And so what I'm hearing you say is it's really, it's that inside, that's the part where we need to, to do the work first. Yeah, and it's really interesting, and this is the shift, and this is such a great conversation to be having because when things, as I've already said, when things are kind of normal in our world, we can focus on that external to create sanctuary because we're not having all those other worries upon us. Yes, we will still have worries, whether it's related to ourselves or our loved ones or, you know, financial, whatever that might be, but we're not sitting in, you know, this fear energy that's bubbling pretty, you know, violently out there at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I do believe in these kind of times we need to go, all right, my system is you know, highly nervous at this moment or my system is doing this or I'm feeling aches and pains in these parts of my body. Now, if we want to look energetically, are we looking at chakra points? Are there blockages there? Um, You know, what's going on with your body energetically and make an active choice. This is the key, I think. Make an active choice to focus on yourself and your own energy field and your own energy body. Because then you'll be able to show up with sanctuary for yourself and others externally. It's kind of, yeah, it's flipping it around, if you like. And you know what, like what's coming up is I remember when I went through my space clearing training, and this is a little bit of a um, a bugaboo for me, is when people, because it's a very trendy thing to say, I'm going to sage my house, right? Like it's one of these that people are like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just going to sage. There was some negative energy and I'm just going to wave like this magic wand. And what I always remember, Luann, um, who was my mentor and teacher through space clearing was the reason why we have a professional is that it's the energy through you. It's coming through you. And if you're taking sage with your energy, it's kind of like waving, you know, it's like using a dirty wash rag. Yes. Your, your countertops, you know, it's, it's like, um, maybe scrubbing chicken, you know, like if you cut up chicken from a cutting board and, and wiping the cutting board, with that rag and then using the rag to wipe it all over the counters. Um, yeah. I feel like that's what an awful image. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was a little too visual. Sorry. <laughs> no, but it's really, it's very accurate, right? Mm. What you're saying is totally accurate. Keep going, please. I don't mean so, to interrupt. So if we, if we are not coming from a calm and centered place and we try to create sanctuary, like if we have never had a sense of sanctuary in our homes, and we try to create it right now without doing some internal uh, alignment, then perhaps we're actually spreading more of that negativity. Is that that your feeling? Yes, definitely. And I think this is probably a good place to break it down a little bit more because, you know, how do I, perhaps as someone listening to this conversation, shift to that internal focus mm-hmm. when there is this stuff going on around me. Like, you know, as you've said, you've got your husband home working, you've got your child home working, there's a high chance that I'll be having the same. That's unusual in our day and our routine to have everybody, unless we go on holiday, but then on holiday we're you know, out usually doing other things. So right. it's you're unusual. You know, you're not yeah. trying to get your 
your business. Yeah, exactly. And our, our husband's trying to do their business, you know, as well from home, which is, you know, obviously doable and easy now, but because of the technology that we have, but yeah, still same. tricky. He's at the kitchen table and I ask a question. He's like, I'm not just sitting, like this happened today, literally. He's like, I'm not just sitting here playing on my computer. I'm working. And I'm like, I'm not just sitting here playing either. You know, so it's like, <laughs> it's this battle of whose work is more important. You know, yes. take the dog out or do I take the dog out? Yes. And do I make you lunch now? Because I always make myself lunch, but now you're home. Do you expect me to be, do that for you? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> So I've spoken a lot about this on the Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality podcast, but let's just touch on this now. Um, so we can create sanctuary, as I've already said, in our home, our body, and our life. But we break each one of those down from a practical, emotional, or spiritual perspective. So you don't go ahead and do all of these areas all in one go because you will literally, you know, explode. It's just too hard. It's too stressful. So you pick one area. So let's pick the body because I actually think in this time, our sanctuary, our home is our body. Mm -hmm. um, yes, we have our, this external space we live in, but our home is our body. And if our body's not operating from the place where we want it to operate from, then we can't be who we want to be in the world. So if we look at body, we can do that from a practical, emotional or spiritual perspective. So I really would like people to kind of target in on this concept of what can I do for myself on an emotional level for my body to help it become aligned so that I can show up in a way that I want to show up. So what does it actually mean, right? So you might want to look at doing some yoga. Yes, that's also physical for your body. It's also helpful in other areas and your immune system and so on. But on an emotional level, that's going to help you get through. Yes, you might want to look at doing some meditation. Yes, you might actually want to do some energetic space clearing with a professional, not the one who's going to rub the chicken on the <laughs> bench. Um, because a lot of that work, as we know, can be done um, you know, remotely. It doesn't need to be done in person. So looking at what it is on an emotional level you need to do for your body so that you can bring sanctuary into that element and then it will help shift and move into other areas as well. And it will particularly help your relationships in your home um, at these times and it will help how you show up and how you want to show up. Because the thought that is kind of running in my head on repeat really is how do I want to look back on myself from the future looking back how I showed up in this time at this time in this time for the people around me whether that's family friends clients um, you know I'm looking at doing all sorts of things for my community at no cost because I really want to be able to support them through this time because I know there's lots of you know lots of stress around Right. I think that's, that's beautiful. And so many, I see so many of us in that light worker space being able to say, Hey, let's, you know, I had a conversation with a friend who, um, she does some amazing work around family constellations and, and we have purchased each other's services. And I feel very strongly about not doing trades, you know, that I'm going to honor her 
and, mm. and what she charges and she honors me and what I charge as professionals. Um, and I said today, Hey, let's, let's feel free to support each other and not feel like there's price tags attached to it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's going to be enough challenges on an economic front for, as you've already mentioned, you know, restaurants near you are closed, children are home, you know, this is having all sorts of impact. And I agree that whole energetic exchange is really important, um, particularly from a financial perspective. Sometimes things have to change, just given where we are at the moment. It might need to change for two weeks or three weeks. Um, but coming from that heart space, it's really right. important. What do you think about, because sometimes I know for me that I, my energy shifts in the doing. So to actually um, sit down and meditate, that sometimes to get in that space, it is mopping the floor. It mm -hmm. is clearing out a drawer. Um, and so while I'm cognizant of like, if my energy is frenetic, not bringing that into my space, it's also a way for me to calm down and a way to feel less chaotic. So how do you speak to that? And, and how do you, what do you feel about that? Like in terms of, instead of starting with your body, actually using, using your space and using your home and some of that activity to actually bring you back to sanctuary in your body. Yeah, totally. I call it the joy in the mundane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we all have the mundane, whether it's mopping the floor or washing up. Every time I look at my sink, I go, how come I'm the only one that washes up in this house? And I know that's not the truth at all. But yeah, eventually you kind of get to the stage and it's not kind of a fed up stage of, well, I'm the only one who does it. So, you know, it's, it's not that. It's more, I'm actually really blessed to be able to stand here and wash all these, these dishes mm -hmm. um, or mop the floor or hang out the washing or read to my child or help my child do homework or, or whatever the mundane is because I have this life and I have this home. Mm -hmm. um, and isn't it amazing that I can be here and do these things? It is that shift in mindset. Yes. Uh, and again, particularly if you've got everyone at home, if there's, you know, someone with a, quite a large family, there might be three children, you know, of primary school age or younger, um, you know, staying on top of that and getting people to do things can be actually really exhausting. So then it's like, well, how can I make this simple for myself? Maybe I do need to drop some things. Maybe I don't need to vacuum the floor every day or, or whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. Dropping some of that stuff so that you can do what needs to be doing, sorry, do what needs to be done Um with joy and intention and focus. That was the word that kept coming to mind as you were talking about it. It's like it all starts with intention, right? And I, mm. I think this can be sometimes one of the things I talk about, and I think it can be potentially a little bit of an unpopular thought, especially here. I'm not, you'll have to tell me how it is in Australia. Um, but to clean your own house. And it's, you know, there's many, many of my friends and colleagues who have somebody else come and clean their house. And um, I've tried it a couple times and it has not, I think if, if there's somebody who's really passionate about the work they do, but when you bring somebody else's energy into your space and it's not, it's from a, 
depending upon what their energy is, that is what gets, you know, put into your space. And so when I'm cleaning, I take it from a feng shui perspective, but when I'm cleaning, when I dust out my, um, my garage happens to be in the inner knowledge area from a feng shui perspective, it's associated with inner knowledge. And so when I'm, I use a blower, you know, like a landscape blower. And when I'm blowing the dust out of there, I'm thinking of just clearing my mind and, and really shedding any of the cobwebs um, so that I have clarity of mind um, and my intu intuition is clear. So those are the thoughts I have as I'm cleaning. But I feel like sometimes if um, when we do it, when we're feeling angry or we're feeling less than or, or we're feeling something negative and we're cleaning, we're literally putting that energy into all of our spaces. So I love Absolutely. how you talked about doing the dishes, but changing that from, oh, why am I always the one to have to do it to like, wow, I'm really grateful that I have the opportunity to do this. That, sh that mind shift, it really comes back to that intention and, and, and the gratitude. The gratitude. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, it comes back to this external, you know, we kind of go, well, it's someone else's responsibility to do this chore or this task, or there's this societal expectation that, you know, I might bring the cleaner in, or I might have two cars in the garage, or I might have, you know, whatever the thing is that we feel pressured to have in our life. And a lot of that's external. And when we change to that internal, like if me, if I look at me and washing up, I cook all of our meals. I'm very blessed to have, you know, learnt those abilities. Mm -hmm. um, and also I, I'm gluten-free, so it ensures that, you know, I'm eating foods that are healthy and nutritious for my body. Again, an internal activity, right? right. So when I wash up, I really see it as... Isn't it amazing, Helen, that you've got the skills to be able to cook the meal for the family you love? And part of the benefit of cooking the meal for the family you love is the washing up. That's just part of the process. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it really is this invitation to go, how is it I want to be? And just step back to pause to get some clarity. I remember and it's a little bit like your example with the putting the energy into the home from a feng shui perspective when you're cleaning. Mm -hmm. I remember um, years ago reading an article about weeding and how, you know, people go, I don't like weeding. Gosh, this is <laughs> such a nightmare. Yeah. Now when I think of weeding, I, you know, the change in energy was I'm weeding out stuff that I don't need in my own life. Weeding's great. I love it. Yeah. And I particularly love it when it's easy. Like if the grounds, you know, that we've had rain and the, the ground is damp and it's easy to pull them out because I go, man, that, that's gone and that's gone and that's gone and that's gone. And it's really cool. It's a really good feeling. It's so um, funny that you talk about weeding because it's something that I've done so much of in the past 48 hours. Um, because again, my, my footprint has gotten much smaller with fewer places to go and, and, and being encouraged again to do a smaller, smaller space. And I've been in my yard and I've, I've naturally just felt really good about weeding. So I love that uh, picture of, of creating clarity. And I've, I've heard that in this pandemic time, people talking about the clarity that of what we're clearing out now. Um, and I had a 
friend and a colleague today talking about the lungs and how Mother Earth is is clearing her lungs, you know, has just gotten so um, clogged. And last night when I stepped outside, I was like, oh, there's, there's fewer planes. So I don't live far from an airport. There's, I don't hear the planes as much. I don't hear the cars as much. And I do start, it is getting quieter. And, so and still, uh, and don't you find that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really amazing. The, and I think the thing that's coming to me there as you talk as well, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen after this. The invitation that gives us to, you know, already look at how we want to show up at, in these times, but also what difference is that going to have on our community and our societies once we go back out into our, you know, quote unquote, normal world our normal space mm-hmm. because i think if we use this time to really connect in with you know our sanctuary our spirituality our homes the, ourselves the people we love i think this was i think this is going to change massively energetically what's going to happen in our lives afterwards and i and it's i don't think we're going to go backwards i see it as a really a, a strong invitation for us to come back together as a community I agree. And I just, you know, in the midst of anxiety and the fear to hold that vision is so beautiful. And I know for myself, even my mom is 85 and she moved here. Um, She moved from the Midwest, well, from Arizona to North Carolina because she was alone out there and uh, my stepdad had passed away. So she's here now. And I have been for a couple years now. I I don't call her daily. I don't plan things with her daily. And because I'm, I'm busy, right? I'm, you know, I've, that's always my excuse. I'm busy with my immediate nuclear family. I'm busy with my work. And I found myself in this time connecting with her a few times a day, inviting, you know, offering so much invitation. We go for a walk together, like those things that, because her world, she's very active. And so she wants to be out and about. And I've been encouraging her to come, you know, not to go out. And so, I'm even, I'm seeing my connections deepen. And, and I had the thought today, um, wow, is it gonna be lonely in the house when things go back? Because at some point my husband will go back to his office to work. My son will go back to school. And as annoying as it has felt, I did have, you know, in these, in these first few days, I did have the thought today, like, oh, are you gonna miss this? You know, am I, is it going to feel lonely when I'm only, the only one in the house again working? Mm, it'll feel different, certainly. Um, but again, I, this is kind of saying, yes, it'll feel different, but what can I do to keep the same vibe, the same connection with my family? Because there's going to be that um, yearning for that, right? Because now that mm. we are, um, my hope is that we all start to feel that that connectedness in a new in a new way than we had um and so just gonna say my phone's gonna ring um, <laughs> and, and so that will be that will be interesting yeah i think you're right though i think we're gonna move forward yeah no. yeah and we and i really think we as women and i don't think we need to necessarily be a mother listening to this conversation I think we as women know this intuitively, instinctively. It's part of our DNA to hold space for people. 
Mm-hmm. You know and what I've so been noticing? Why not? <laughs> yeah, I've been noticing um, that around a little bit earlier, somewhere around now, so it's 6.30 p.m., my time, and so somewhere around 4.30 to 7.30 time period, the last 72 hours, I all of a sudden feel exhausted. My throat starts to hurt a little bit, and I'm just like, oh, am I, you know, like, am I sick? Do I have the coronavirus? And then I go to sleep, you know, at my normal bedtime, and um, I think I process, I release, I wake up, and I feel better. And that's where I feel like it's absorbing all the energies of the day. And then this comes this time where, like, oh, I can't hold it anymore. You know, like, yeah. I, I'm exhausted, and then it, it's the re you know, it's that circular, but I feel like we are holding so much of collectively right now as empaths. Yeah. So what are you doing? Because I think this is really interesting because I felt the same. Mm -hmm. um, what are you doing for yourself kind of between those afternoon hours just to, and I don't want to say get through because that sounds like, you know, you're pushing, but mm -hmm. more from, a, you know, you've had a big day, you've done what you done with your family and work and clients and all of that and now you've kind of got to this period is there something that you're doing from a self-care or sanctuary perspective that's helping yeah and i you know i'm in full confession th this is not my um my strong suit you know i it's it will be interesting to see how it changes um I'll tell you a, a quick story and from a feng shui perspective so whenever something's off in my life, I always look at my home. And so in feng shui, there's an area of your home that's related to the area of your life. And so I come from a very strong Germanic background and my family ancestrally is just, you work hard, you work hard, you work hard. And, and <laughs> that's it. Like there is no play. There is no, um, it, it, there's do, 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 do. There is no being. And I've no, you know, I noticed that pattern and I, I've seen it ripple, have the ripple effects in my life. And so a year ago, I looked to the area of my home that's associated with the ancestral family. And I was like, oh, it's my laundry room. In my home, it happens to be my laundry room. And I noticed everything in there is like, when I looked at it from the perspective of this is the energy of my ancestry, that space, I was like, wow, the linoleum in the is ripped because my husband had to pull out the washer because the washer was broken so ripped the linoleum flooring the overhead light would flicker on and off it wouldn't quite stay on there was a utility sink with the leg that had like fallen off and we would stick it back up it would fall off so everything was tired was broken and i was like well that makes sense because when you do 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 you get exhausted right so a year and a, a year and three months ago, it was Christmas time last year, 2018, and we redid this room. And we put in tile floors so there would be solid flooring. We replaced the washer and dryer, we replaced the light, replaced the utility sink, painted the walls because I was going to transition. You know, I wanted to shift the energy of this ancestral pattern. Mm. And what I did. So talk about bringing the energy of when you shift the external and you haven't shifted the internal yet. Like, I really feel like the two have to happen simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And um, I hadn't shifted internally. And I was still coming from that do, do, do place. 
So I stood back about nine months afterwards. I walk into the room. I'd actually opened it up to my private Facebook group. I did a, you want to tour my house and I'll show you how I have my home set up. So I'm on video and I walk around the kitchen, um, through the kitchen and I'm about ready to walk into the laundry room and I have the video camera and all of a sudden it's like I saw my laundry room through their eyes even before they said anything. I just, it was this really um, profound moment for me of seeing my space through somebody else's eyes. And literally there was other eyes there, but I would just, it was almost like this outer body experience. And I was like, oh my gosh, I changed this space from being tired and worn out to being sterile and functional. I put in gray washer and dryer, gray walls. And you know, as you know, from a color perspective, gray is that like in your mm -hmm. head, you know, hard steel. And I was like, and I kept meaning to change it. I kept meaning to put up some color and I hadn't gotten to it. And so, um, I just finished, or I'm not quite finished. I'm in the midst of um, shifting it again. And the intention that I put in now is one of joy, slow, playful, and joyful. And so I put up this like gorgeous wallpaper that is orange, and orange is a very vibrant and abundant color. And it's turtles. And turtles are slow. <laughs> and and so it's interesting now that when I put that, the wallpaper's been up for five days. Ironically, it, it's coinciding with the coronavirus. <laughs> no coincidence here. <laughs> but I'm like, all of a sudden, I have started to feel, so I, I apologize, this was a long way to answer your question, but I'm, I'm feeling that slowdown now, and at the mm -hmm. same time, taking the salt baths, and and taking the pause in the middle of the day so i'm noticing i'm doing a little bit better than i had in the self-care arena beautiful and i changed my home at the same time but there was it was a uh, again it's a simul i feel like it's a simultaneous thing oh yeah totally and there's no coincidence that this is all you know happening at the same time because I really see this. I mean, firstly, you don't normally see a laundry room as playful, joyful, or slow. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's usually like a workhorse kind of space, right? But like the kitchen works really hard. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you, you came into that space with those intentions. And then if we take those intentions and we now look at what's going on where you've got your husband at home and your child at home, how can you bring more joy, playfulness, and slow or reduce the speed mm -hmm. you know during this time right i think it's a beautiful um synchronicity <laughs> and the laundry room is a washing and clearing you know so it, yeah. it is um yeah i think it is really important that pause because you mentioned that you're kind of pausing in the middle of the day mm -hmm. um then that's before that lull happens for you between like 4 30 and 7 30 at night mm -hmm. and i think this that's a really good um good thing for us to talk about at the moment because it's when we get you know stuck in the chaos stuck in the stress stuck in the overwhelm 
that we rarely pause. But the pause helps bring clarity. So when you said that, what I hear is this, and please tell me if I'm on the wrong track entirely, but if you're, you know, going through your morning and, you know, morning tea time and now you're at lunchtime and now you take a pause, that to me sounds like an invitation to go, what does the rest of my day now look like? Because I actually did that yesterday. I did the same. I took a pause in the middle of the day and I'd had this day of, you know, tick that thing off my list and then that thing and then that thing and that thing. And some of those things were really short and sweet and done, but some were longer. And in the middle of the day, I thought, okay, well, besides the fact it's lunchtime and I'm hungry, I'm going to use that time to take a pause and then say, what next, Helen? What's important next? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, and in that moment, I got kind of two things. One is just slow, slow down and stop for a second because what you've actually achieved in since 7 a.m. this morning and it's now 1 p.m. has been like, crazy pants phenomenal you've done a lot of stuff right so take a pause and acknowledge the fact that you've done all that stuff and that was a lot of those and as we know if we've got a lot of disparate tasks you know we've got a little bit of home maintenance and we've got a bit of financial this we've got a bit of contact client there all of that can actually increase our overwhelm because we're kind of zigzagging from you know one thought to another or one task to another So that's what the pause gave me, gave me time to reflect on that. But then it gave me a little bit of space away um, from my desk. And then it became really clear that for, you know, a few hours, just be, be whenever it is. Mm. Read the book. Uh, My child was home unwell, not with the virus. (laughs) Um, So, you know, spending some time with him, having conversations or just watching a TV show with him, just, you know, connecting and then after that we went our separate ways and it was like okay there's this one thing that you need to be focusing on now so let's just sit down and do that for a couple of hours and that relates to a workshop I'm going to be running so some you know worksheets and things to give people so I got to the end of yesterday thinking my day was really two halves and I think this is really interesting because if you add pauses you know four times a day you've now got a quarter you know quarters of a day mm-hmm. um, but my day was two halves and the first half was the busy the doing and the second half was the being so you know if anyone takes anything away from this take the importance of the pause because I think the pause helps us step into that relaxed space particularly if we you know do some deep breathing or some breathing exercises or take ourselves outside or have that Epsom salts bath. I don't know about you, but I have been known to have an Epsom salts bath in the middle of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with it. Never feel guilty about it. Um, So yeah, just take a little bit of time to think about what that pause looks like. And particularly when you've got everyone at home, excuse me, when you've got everyone at home, don't think that that pause is guilty or equals guilt because you need it. Yeah, and I and so as you were saying that I keep thinking it all comes back to our heart, right? And even as I as you were talking, I'm just thinking of the heartbeat of the contraction expansion. You know, so I just kept thinking, like hearing the heartbeat and how it's, you know, th- there is a contraction and an expansion, a contract or the, or breath or the breath, you know, is um, is in and out. And if we're constantly just going out, 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 out. 
<laughs> or in, 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 in. <laughs> right. Either way is, mm. um, and so it really is, it really is that balance and that, um, and the pause that allows us to change from mm. recalibrate as necessary. Mm, beautifully said, loved it. You know, we talked, we talked around it from some different angles, but really it's, um, I think it, it, it always comes back to heart and intention and gratitude leading from there. And then I, I, I uh, expressed this to somebody the other or today, I was trying to describe it. Again, I'm so visual that I see the picture in my head and sometimes I'm not sure if the words match my picture. Uh, but do you watch, um, I don't know that you would have that, the, the American Ninja Warrior. Have you ever seen I, that show? I know it, I know of it, but I've never watched it, yeah. So it's um, like parkour, is that what they call it? Yes. You might be saying that wrong, right? Um, but there's one, and again, I don't, I keep calling it a trick, it's not a trick, but there's like different uh, phases of the, the obstacle course and there's one like it's kind of like a um a frog climbing up where you have two walls and your foot you put one foot on one side of the wall and one foot on the other and it's like you have to plant one foot before you can move this other foot up and you're just kind of going up higher and higher and planting one foot and then moving the other one up a little and planting that foot and then moving the other one up and i feel like that's kind of where um this conversation has been is like you set the intention from that mental from your body and then your space reflects it a little bit higher and then you move the foot up of the the mental you know I, I'm not sure I'm expressing this correctly but I feel like the two are a little bit simultaneously one moves up a little the other moves up a little one moves up a little the other moves up a little yeah and if you don't have that equal weight because that yeah. sounds like, firstly, a very physically difficult thing to do. <laughs> but if you don't have, yeah, that's a good example because if you don't have, you know, equal weight from probably a physics kind of perspective, this would be when people in that competition would fall, right? Right. But then you have to put a little bit more weight on one side to then push that other leg up. Right, to pick up and move up. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's a perfect analogy because what it's showing is that, you know, we have to do, and, you know, balance has had a bit of a bad rap over the years, the word balance. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if we look at it in the old energies, then yes, but, you know, let's look at it in the new energies. If we've got that balance happening, then we've kind of got this center point. And this is for me where I come from the infinity symbol, you know, that, that external, internal. But if we look at it from that balance, on either side that point right in the middle is where you've got pure sanctuary right yes so if i'm physically yes. on that thing that that person's climbing i have to have this core center in my body to hold that and that's, and that's what we're aiming for yes yeah i think that just brought us like full circle from the beginning of the conversation to the end because it comes and it comes back to heart right because even if you think mm -hmm. of like your heart you know, the main part of your body, and then you have your limbs, you know, doing this climbing piece as you're moving. But that's where we have to, you know, heart centered is sanctuary, you know, when we come yeah. back to self and, and operate from that space. Yeah.
incredible, right? Yeah. And so you have, you have your podcast. Tell me just a little quickly about like how that came to be and what is, is it on your website that you can get to all your episodes? Yes. So the podcast is called Musings on Centering Spirituality with Helen Joy Butler. And it literally only came out six days ago. So it will be distributed on all sorts of platforms, but currently it's on my website, it's on Anchor and it's on Spotify. Um, But obviously when the links become available to other platforms, I'll make those available as well because I don't know about you, but I'm an Apple podcast user for my Mm -hmm. podcast. So um, it will be up on there eventually. But the, okay, so the podcast has been sitting with me for a long time um, and there's no coincidence, as we've said, why it's come out right now, um, you know, energetically. But essentially it's, I want to be able to share with people both practical and spiritual ways that they can bring about sanctuary in their lives. So the first season is really going to be lots of learning. So some of the stuff we've shared today, um, but, you know, in more depth, Um, but also to help people see how I've used sanctuary in my own life to go from who Helen used to be to who Helen is now. Mm. Um, Because I think there's a lot of us who are disconnected or have been disconnected with our truth. And again, I really think the times we're in now is an invitation to say, what is my truth and what is it I want to be once this is over? Mm hmm. So the podcast is, you know, kind of shares, well, how does Helen, how did Helen go from, you know, being the teacher and the mum and the professional organiser to the elemental space clearer who now does, you know, intuitive readings and energy work. Right, um, right. The, as, and, I mean, very similar stories, right, from the yeah. cross the T, dot the I space to I can't quite explain. <laughs> Trust me, it works. it's a little hard to put in words sometimes yeah very much so and I suppose that's what I'm trying to do through the podcast is to put it into words Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I do every episode is I pull an oracle card Mm -hmm. to and I know what I want to talk about for that episode but I use the oracle card to help guide the conversation yes Um, yeah so bringing those together Yeah, I always beautiful. pull breadcrumbs. Like I always say, because mm. I always pull one at the beginning of any of my house whispering sessions. And I always say it's just, it's a breadcrumb to point us in the right direction. Yes. It's all about gathering lots of breadcrumbs and seeing where spirit is guiding us. And that's yeah. just the way to do it. Yeah. And bringing clarity through the breadcrumbs. Yes. yes. <laughs> Instead of thinking I've got all of this, you know, all this external stuff to think about. Here's some clarity and use this to guide us. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. That gave me the chills. <laughs> well, I'm very excited about the podcast, I will admit, and I've already um, got one bonus episode up and hopefully we'll be able to share this conversation as well on the podcast because, um, you know, the more we can get out there and have these conversations to show that you and I are very intelligent, sensible women, but we also happen to be light workers who work with energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can bring it together for our clients or listeners or, you know, anyone we touch through any of the work we do in a way to make it practical for them. And that's so important because let's face it, we live in a world that has stuff around us. 
Right. I will always say that, you know, there's feng shui and there's form and there's functionality and you can't throw out the functionality. You know, you can't talk about feng shui and then offer some obscure solution that doesn't make sense in the everyday world and how you have to operate in your home or your spaces. Mm. So you have to bring that practicality and, and you're yeah. right. You know, it's like, this is not, Somebody once described me as grounded woo. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, happy with that. (laughs) Yeah, like, yes, we have, there's an energetics to it. We feel it, but there are practical steps. Yes. That we can all take. We don't all have to um, have visions or, you know, have all the different clear senses, you know, like we just take one step after another step after another step. And that's going to shift energetically. Yeah, yeah, and those steps will bring you into alignment with your truth. And that's the end goal for mine, where I believe we should be. What is my truth? And if I follow those breadcrumbs or take one step, then that will get me closer. That felt like a mic drop. Thank you so much for being here with me today, talking about sanctuary and spirituality. I hope that the learnings you received in this episode are helpful for you on your own journey. But as always, I'm here to support you. So if you would like, please do reach out and share your thoughts with me. And also, please feel free to like, share, comment or review this episode. If you'd like to connect with me more, please go to my website, HelenJoyButler.com. And I invite you also to join the Sanctuary Inner Circle. That's our beautiful group who talk about sanctuary spirituality and everything in between. But until next time, take care and much love.